When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Gerard Farrelly. And I'm Eve Kavanagh. And you're listening to Agony Rant. It's the show that heals your life because a comedian and a Eurovision winner took a bit of an interest, or at least read an email. <laughs> So catchy, Neve. I, I, love, I, like lo- I love what you've done. I, I love what you've done. See how I judge that up? Yeah. <laughs> Mainly because you always get in before me and I never get a chance. I only have to respond. It's a comedian and a Eurovision winner have shown an interest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. It's love boy. Because I've been so good posting every day. Yeah, Neve. I have to say I'm very impressed. Thanks. The, the, I loved your first video. I know. It's so sweet. It's so sweet. I know. I went downhill after that, but it was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> it was in French as well. I hope you realise that, you know, there's a lot of a lot I mean, of different languages. That's the touch of class <laughs> that you get when you follow at Neve Kavanagh 93 on Instagram. That'd be me. For her Eurovision song a day until the 15th of May. I know. I'm going to have to go and lie in a darkened room after that. <laughs> Unless people really get into it. And if they get really super into it, you never know. I might continue it on to present You're day. Dead right. How You're amazing dead would right. that Don't be? Don't commit to anything. Nothing. Dave. Nothing. An end date on this. Nothing. Not until they subscribe. She'll actually disappear. <laughs> She'll actually disappear and never be seen again. <laughs> no, no. I, I'm, tr- I'm really enjoying it now. Yeah, we want. To, we, we need more now. We need photographs of dinners. Okay. Oh, know. dinners. Yeah, no. you name it. You know, like you do a good cheesecake. Well, you know, I'm Caminoing as well, so there'll be lots of posters about that and stuff. You know. I may actually do some of the songs on it. I don't know, Neve. What? The Camino. It's just it's a lot of punishment. No, it isn't. It's amazing. I don't know. Well, listen, we wish you all the very best with it. <laughs> I'll never be doing that job with, you know. There'll be many things Grodin and I'll be paid to do together, but not that. Not the Camino. <laughs> you must be joking. Yeah. I've been on a hike with you. We hiked 1.2 kilometres. <laughs> And on the telly, they made it look like we hiked 10 kilometres. And I swear to God, I was I was close to suicidal by the end of it. Yeah, but to be fair, your boots fell apart from 1.2 kilometres of walk. We, were, we spent most of it under this fallen boulder, which they said at some point is going <laughs> to smash to the ground and kill everything underneath it. But for some reason, we were hanging around underneath for 40 minutes. I know, but actually, I thought that would have been right up your street, have been that kind of thing. Because quite frankly... A 10 kilometre hike that looks like it's a 10 kilometre hike done in 1.2 kilometres is right up your street, I but thought. No, you know, no. No, you don't want to hike at all. No, it's not. It's the 1.2 kilometres. If it's just 1.2 kilometres done altogether. But this was 10 kilometres done over the take, the amount of time it takes to do about 20 kilometres. I know. It was, it was, it was, it was it, it's torturous. the joy of filming. It's the joy, the joy of filming. It's the joy of show business. Yeah. Neve, I'm absolutely up the wall. <gasps> What's week. wrong? What's I'm, wrong? I'm demented. What's right? wrong? Because my tour is coming to an end. I'm right? glad I got in then. Because <laughs> you know, I, I surprised him in Belfast. Neve surprised me in Belfast. I did. Right? I brought loads of my mates. 
You did, yeah. I have to say, now, Neve, and I was supposed to bought your tickets. I did. I always buy me tickets. Now, I mean, I have to say, like, I did say I would give you tickets anytime. I know. But I'd be honest with you, I'd have put a limit on it at six. <laughs> I would have said, Neve, I can do two. <laughs> yeah. No, I wouldn't. I would never. I, I like to buy tickets. Neve, I'd give you free tickets anytime. When you're in the O2, now I want all the tickets. But <laughs> the O2 would be lovely, wouldn't it? I want a box. <laughs> I'd love to do the O2. Yeah, would you? Yeah. I mean, that'd be some fee. That would be some fee. And I, you would better be flying me over for that. Mm. Oh, Neve, listen. You know. It'd I'll be a helicopter. Oh. <laughs> they drop a rope ladder in Carrick Fergus. <laughs> You're not selling it to me here. I'm not going to lie. You know, they you know. Have somebody... every, you have to pay every time they land, Neve. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll be honest. If a helicopter comes over the back garden and throws a, a, like a ladder down, I'm not going up it <laughs> until I know why I'm going up it. Do you know what? I don't believe that for a second. I know you're right. I don't believe this. You will be sitting in your kitchen with your husband like, there's a rope ladder in the garden going up to a helicopter and he'd say, go out there and go up and see what they want and up you'd go. I would. I'm worse than Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah, that's exactly it. But Nate, I'm demented, right? All right, tell me. Because mature is ending. Okay. Okay. Now, not for a while. Okay, how long is, you know, because I'm nearly sure I saw some dates later on this year. (laughs) No, it ends in January, right? But like it is, that's ending, right? So like that's the finite date, there's no more. Like that's it, Glamour Hammer knocked on the head. Oh, okay. But that's because you have to do a different tour. I know, I know. But you see, here's my thing. Whenever I finish a tour, I'm like Cher. (laughs) I'm I'm always like, well, that's that. I'll never I've retired. Another show. I've retired. Game over. Enough is enough, right? Okay, like because Donald I, Trump then. Because <laughs> yeah. no, well, I always think, mm. oh, I'll never write another show. Why? Well, because I haven't written one. <laughs> but then what happens is you start writing and then obviously you just go, oh, yeah, I've got a show. I'm going to go and tour. Well, you need a deadline. That's the problem. I do, yeah, yeah. I do. But so? at the moment, I'm at that point where it's like, okay, well, I'll be a comedian up until the end of January and then I'm saying that's it. And then uh, have you got things in place then for this new job you're going to have? <laughs> See, that's my, that's my problem. Or am I involved I in need, this? No, 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 no. <laughs> Are we starting the podcast tour? Because I'd love that. Well, now, interestingly enough. <gasps> interestingly. You never said. <laughs> no, we're not. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, interestingly enough, I think that we could potentially do some live dates. <gasps> but, but, we'd have to get our numbers up. Because it's not us that decide that. Oh, it's yeah, head yeah. Stuff. It's true. It's true. So they have to be like, oh, yeah, now this is doing. Because apparently the way it works is, right, live dates is like a percentage of your audience. Oh, so okay. Your, so your audience has to be a certain, you know. Yeah. I mean, they say that to me, but they just don't want to do any work. That's, I, I mean, I've said it. <laughs> I've been very clear. <laughs> I mean, you see me, I go up there and I knock over the litter bin. <laughs> I know. It's just as. It's Nobody just, listens to me. I know. I was just going to say, just as well, they're not listening to us here either. <laughs> but if you did want live dates, if that's something the general public yeah. were interested in, well, then they just need to tell other. Yeah, we need we need to get our numbers up a bit. Yeah, yeah it's true. It's yeah. true. But anyway. Either that or win the lottery. So, my this is my new, this is my plan when I'm washed up. <laughs> right? <laughs> when it's all over, game over. Okay. I think I'm going to start doing my piano exams. Because I reckon I could just be an old gay piano teacher. Wow. Um, yeah, you could. Wow, Neve. <laughs> it's been really great to talk to you. It's been a wonderful episode. <laughs> what? what, uh, what, what? 
I'll tell you why, right? I'll tell you, I was thinking about this during the I'm week. I'm thinking of all the gifts that you bring to the table here and that's where you're going. Well, I was thinking like, do you know what? I'm not going to go back and be a programmer. Surely you're going to, you know, ghostwrite so my autobiography. Neve. It's not. A, I suppose it's not an autobiography if, if you're ghostwriting, but you know what I mean? Ghostwrite your... Biography. Why don't you get a book out? Well, I don't... Well, ghostwrite your autobiography. Oh. No problem, Neve. Well... <laughs> we just talk money. But I'll ghostwrite your autobiography. I'd be nervous of that. <laughs> <laughs> Recollections may vary, as they say. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, Neve. I will be playing a much bigger part in your life <laughs> now than you might be comfortable with. <laughs> okay. But, so, this is what I think I'm going to do. Okay. I think I'm going to go and hammer away and do do my piano exams because okay. I gave up the piano. Right? How many how many exams have you got? Not as many as I should. Because <laughs> you know you I'll have tell to. You what happens. You have to go to grade eight for, to teach. I, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have a lot of performance anxiety. Okay. This this reminds me of a conversation I have with my kids when I say they say that they want to go to Australia and I say how much money have you got and they say a fiver but they don't tell me for half an hour. <laughs> you know what I mean? How, what grade are you doing? <laughs> well. I left piano when I failed grade three. Okay. So quite a way to go. Okay. Quite a way to go. I'll tell you what happened, right? <laughs> I'm glad I have a podcast and I can finally okay, get this story on, out there. Come on. I went in to do my grade three, right? Now, I was very, I used to be very nervous. <laughs> like I was. I you was say that like I wouldn't expect that. <laughs> ner- like I was a nervous wreck. Right? Okay. Because our piano teacher used to always say, uh, now make sure that when you go into the waiting room, Mm-hmm. You, you practice on the practice piano because it's the practice piano in the waiting room. Oh, yeah. But I was always too nervous. Okay. Because right? you were so afraid they might hear it. you. Yeah, I was just like, and then there was all these other little prissy. Okay. You know, little. The ones. You know, like a little six-year-old going into grade seven. And yeah. Like a little bastard. Yeah, I know. Um, Cheeky. Yeah. So I was always just like, no, I'll just I'll just go in and what, case sera sera. Sera 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 sera. Okay. So what happened was I went in to me grade three mm-hmm. and I she said what pieces are going to be playing for me and I said I'm going to do the jig and D <gasps> right because the, see that's the problem with piano when you're doing grades you can only play shit stuff <laughs> you know like you go to you go to a party and there'll be somebody playing American guitar American Mac pie on the guitar yeah but everybody plays like, oh, is anyone, I don't want to hear like a bar carol <laughs> <laughs> like your grand actually so anyway I had a terrible repertoire. Okay. Right. So, went in. I said, this is what I'm going to play. And she went, oh, okay. So I sat down, played me first piece. Grant. Sweated through it. Second piece, sweated through it. Third piece, sweated through it. Right. And I was, then at the end, you do like, at the end, you do like three pieces and then you've got to do like Whatever. ear tests mm. and um, sight reading where they put a piece in front of you that you, For you, know, sure. you, you have, yeah. a, have a crack. Scales. Mm-hmm. All that. Went through all of that. Right. And then she said, uh, oh, thank you very much. Off you fuck. Right? Okay. Out I went. Seems a little informal. (laughs) (laughs) It was the Academy of Music. The the Associated Board, I think, were a little bit more formal. Okay. So, then a couple of weeks later, I got my results of the exam. Right. And that walking bastard of a woman failed me in all three pieces. Because? Because they were out of date. (sighs) They had gone out of date the previous week. Oh my. A year's work down the jacks. Who was teaching you? Well, yeah, I mean, it was her fault. To be fair, it's their responsibility. (laughs) Well, apparently, you see, apparently at the time, there was loads of flexibility around 
Clearly not in that room. Not in that room. So I, I did, like, even though. Did you was, appeal it? Oh, I did. I appealed. I wrote strongly worded to the academy. You? I did. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I quoted all the legislation. <laughs> 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 As younger old did quite regularly. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you actually, know, threaten you know, gave them, threaten them with me, barrister. <laughs> the usual things that any eleven-year-old would do. <laughs> absolutely right. I imagine you did it with great vigor and vim. <laughs> I absolutely did, Neith. And, and integrity. They, and they sent me a letter back, just then going, "I'm tough, sorry, Mister Tough Perrin. titties. Tough titties. <laughs> tough titties. Grade two. <laughs> but you're going to address that now. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to because I started afterwards. I started grade five. Yeah. But I gave up because I was just like, ah, uh, no. I'm so do you want to do them all? Are you gonna? Are you gonna? I think I might go back and do me grade five and gr- see if see if that takes. Yeah, and then I'll be uh, like a piano teacher when I'm no, old. No, eight. You have to go to eight. No, but like no, but like you know, like when I'm older. Yeah. Like hopefully I'll have. Do you think you want to do it anyway? Then. Do you think that's it? It's not necessarily about the comedy thing. About how many careers are uh, going uh, See, I, I can't ever see a time when you won't be doing what you're doing. Just like you don't see a time know, when but, I'm not doing my thing. I you know, know? But, but I but I, I, I get I, I get nervous about it. So I feel like if I'm working away playing the piano, I'll be... Grode, you get nervous if we go in to do a feckin' interview and we come out afterwards and your nerves are shot and you never want to do it again. I know, yeah. You I say hate, that every single time. I hate interviews. So, you I know... You go through that, you know. Do yeah, I know. I do. I mean, I, it's it's a life cycle for you. Yeah, I live on my nerve. But I think know? it works well for you. I think it, it <laughs> spurs you. On. <laughs> you'll be dead by forty-five. But <laughs> because see, here's the thing, right? But this, did you not is... do it like some sort of course during COVID as a just in case? I know I did it just in case as a pro, but it's so boring. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so boring. Like, I mean, it's, I can't tell you how boring it is. I know. But you know, those those uh, music tests, they're kind of difficult. When I did singing, I did the bel canto singing when I was in my teens, right? Oh, yeah. And then, you know the way for your leave insert, if you're doing music, did you do music for leave insert? No. Okay. So, I, did it, I did it for my junior cert. Yeah, well, I did But too. I had to get a petition up. Because they did, we did it for first year and second year, and, then and there wasn't enough. They people. dropped it for third year. Yeah, there wasn't so enough I people. So went ballistic. Yeah, no. Well, I there was there was about four people doing it in my school, so we actually had to do our lessons outside. Mm. You know, so we we didn't really do music in school, but we took it as an an extra subject. So the funny part of this is right that I wanted to do singing as my. Uh, piece as my you know the way you can do an uh, oh you have to do a performance really or yeah. you know or a thing or else you have to do a project so in other words if you don't have an instrument you have to go do a project so I went and said actually I want to do singing because I was quite good at it at the time and I could sight read beautifully and do all the right things I knew all about the music and all because that's how I learned and because I hadn't done the actual grades they were singing yeah they, because uh, I didn't really go up the formal route okay, as such yeah, yeah. of that. They said, well, you know, you need to be grade five or something or something before oh, that. Oh, nice. You so, should have said, give me a C, Mustang Sally. Well. See at the end. Here's what happened, right? Because we put in the petition and we said whatever. And they said, you must be this grade before you do it. And so I waited a long time for them to tell me whether I was allowed to do it or not. I went and got graded as in tested, right? Uh, and they leveled me. I was about level seven or eight in my abilities, sight reading, everything. 
And but they wouldn't because I hadn't gone up the grades, they wouldn't let me do it. So I had to go and feckin' do a project for the last three months of my leaving service. Ah, Nate, that sucks. Yeah, it does. Do you know what? When you should when you did the reprise yeah. in Mail Street, nineteen ninety three, you should mm-hmm. have ended and you said, just like to take a moment. <laughs> to have a word to talk to the Department of Education who was the, who was the Minister for Education at the time couldn't remember I'd been rapping on our door Monday morning <laughs> didn't matter Neve, we have a follow up <gasps> give us a follow up I love these follow ups people are really embracing it isn't it Excellent. This is from Michelle and Michelle says well your pod with Neve only found it last week and I am on episode 40. What? Like 40 hours in one week. <laughs> Fair play to you, Michelle. Jeez, Michelle. What I've noticed is that you're starting to slowly either morph into each other or your personalities are switching. <laughs> we, yeah, we, we have that Freaky Friday thing going it's on. my edge. You know, I'm, losing, I'm losing my edge. <laughs> you're Neve. not losing That's your edge. Is. I'm At just giving start, you a bit of sense. <laughs> Neve was pure sense and outraged by your advice. Oh no, it's actually you're losing the absolute run of yourself. <laughs> Neve is absolutely deranged. You are clearly now the sensible one with Neve showing her mischievous personality. It clicked in the episode Revenge for me. <laughs> I can't believe we called it an episode Revenge. <laughs> love, love, love how the two of you laugh so much. I'm always smiling. Well, That's Michelle. Michelle. That's Michelle. so sweet. Thanks, Michelle. It's very true. There you go, Neve. The wheels are coming off. <laughs> I know. We're rubbing off each other. Deep down, I, sp- I might have been on my best behaviour for a while. <laughs> Another year of this and they just won't Oh, go- my God. They won't even know who won the Eurovision. I know. It'd be like... I'd say yeah, it's very clear who won the Eurovision. Very clear. Sonia. Yeah. <laughs> Attention, Agnirance listeners, I am on tour at the moment with my Glamour Hammer tour and I will be all around the country until the end of the year. This month I've got shows in Drogheda and Glore in Ennis mm-hmm. at the Crescent Concert Hall in Drogheda and we would love to see you there. Oh yeah, we really love it. And there's loads of space in both of those, by the way. I mean, <laughs> everything in March was sold out. Well, April, it's faith. a different story. Uh, so this month I will be in Ennis. Uh, Wexford is sold out Listowel sold out but I will be in Newcastle in the UK um, and there's a handful of tickets left for that and I'm also in on Greenon in Letterkenny oh it's a lovely theatre that one it's lovely yeah, yeah and like again it. lots of space mm. <laughs> very comfortable seats in there very Greenham. comfortable you'll be able to stretch out <laughs> You can get tickets by going to my website, garofarley.com, or going through the link in my bio. Mm-hmm. See you there. Bye. We are pausing for a moment to remind you that Agony Rants is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. If you're enjoying the show and you would like to support us, you can join Headstuff Plus. You can pledge as little as €5 euro a month, which goes towards keeping us on the air. And if you want to pledge more, you absolutely can. We would love to have it. Uh, we will have bonus content news in the next season. And we do have some very exciting things coming in with bonus content. So season two, when we start, uh, we'll have we'll have lots of news. And it's exciting. In return for your support uh, on Headstuff Plus, we will give you access to special bonus content from us and all of the other shows on the Headstuff Podcast Network, uh, including this one that we're cross-promoting this week. It's called Fireside. This is a mythology podcast. In this show, Kevin, uh, your fireside bard, takes a story from folklore or mythology and gives it a fresh retelling and discusses the story itself and the craft, culture and history of storytelling. Whether you're a folklore fanatic or someone that just enjoys hearing a good yarn, you can always join Kevin by the fireside. 
Fireside is the Irish storytelling podcast. Every week you'll hear tales of mythic Irish gods, Arthurian knights, or Norse Vikings. There is folklore from Ireland and around the world, and even historical legends like Brian Baru and Gráinne Whale. Whether from poetry or prose, lyric or legend, if there is a good story at the heart of it, you'll find it here. I'm Kevin C. Olahan. I'm your host and fireside bard. With over 150 episodes and rising, there has never been a better time to join us by the fireside. Neve, we have a problem. <gasps> Oh, I love a problem. Come on. Dear Neve and Geroad, congratulations on 70 episodes of Agony Rants. Okay. 76, man. <gasps> it is my favourite 40 minutes of the week. I wish the episodes were longer. I could listen all day. Well, well, well. <laughs> Interesting you should say that. I know. There may be There, there may, may be, be a content. little something on the way. <laughs> I'm going through a rough patch at the moment. My Aww. job is, oh, my job is stressful, but I manage it well, usually. Some people have left and work is being dumped on me and it has to get done. I have also been having problems in my relationship. My partner's father is unwell and it is taking its toll. Last but not least, I lost some weight and was feeling good about myself and I can feel the... But I can feel the scales starting to inch back up and it is upsetting. I feel a little bit like I'm losing my grip a little bit. I know this is... This too... I know that this too shall pass, but I'd appreciate some of your kind words and wisdom. Much love, Kathy. 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 It's me, Kathy. I'm come home now. Well, sorry. If that hasn't made your day, I know. Kathy, sorry, a little bit know of a little will. bit of Kate Bush. A little bit of Kate Bush. I know, Kathy. I completely understand that you feel overwhelmed. Yeah. Completely overwhelmed. overwhelmed. And, it, and it's can co- I just add to that? Yeah. Overwhelmed and overworked. Oh, well, we're, we're going to get on this soapbox because this is a thing. Yeah. Just this happens in lots of places. And just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. Exactly. We, we, we have covered this. Have we, We've, we have covered this because this is really common. And I'll tell mm. you when this started in the pandemic. It did. When companies just we, we just out of the goodness of our hearts invited them. Back in, into our houses, yes. onto our broadband, yep. to keep their businesses alive. And yes, to keep us in work. Yes. But also to keep their businesses alive. With all of this now, everyone's to be back in the office. It's like, yep. well, I'm sorry. They've moved the goalposts here. I have zero sympathy for companies <laughs> that have very short-sighted memories. Well, the, the other thing here is, the more you take on, the more they'll give you. I cannot urge you enough for you to say, is that in my job description? I can't do everything. It's okay to say that. And it's not It's not just okay to say it. It is essential you say it. Because Absolutely. they will be quite happy to save the money and to put the crap on you. But you're going to end up sick. It's not big news to these people. No. That you are doing all the work. They know people have left. Yeah. In your section. They are now sending the work to a different place. Everything is still getting done. Mm. They know that there's a pinch point. And they should be addressing it. But they won't address it until it becomes the thing. Exactly. And and the problem with that is you constantly absorbing it and filling every shift or doing all the things or going beyond. That absolutely and utterly has to stop. It's very hard to leave your work yeah. behind. And no, I know, it is. I, and it's also very hard to go, I'm drawing a line here and everything 
under that line is not getting done. I, I understand, like you're talking to a comedian and a musician here. So Who? <laughs> well, it's very easy for us to say, you know, draw a line under it and don't do any more. Yeah, but, but we also don't do it ourselves. You're going to reach a point where you're going to be very unhappy and actually it's already starting to leak into other parts of your life which are already stressful. Exactly. You're going through a stressful time at the moment mm. with your father-in-law. So I think what you need to do is you need to just start taking... Like you need to take stuff away, you take stuff take off the pile here. Of and I mean, I think you're perfectly within your rights to go to a doctor and go, I'm under stress and don't do that thing because this is the thing that always happens. I'll just tell them you've got a virus and write you out for a week, right? Don't let them do that. If you're stressed in work, make sure they tell you. on the medical certificate, you're stressed and you're taking a week off for stress. Let the people know the problem, the actual problem. For sure. You need to bring somebody into a room, and yeah. sit them down and say, I'm overworked. I'm going beyond the call here. I don't feel like there's any support. Yeah. And I'm stressed. Yeah. And if they don't listen to you. Oh. Kathy. Oh dear. The second time you bring them into a room, what to do is you just pour a can of diesel all <laughs> around the room and just sit there with a lighter and say, as you can see. I'm Fidget under with a the lighter. Lot of stress. Fidget with one of those, you know, Zippo. And if there's anything you can do to lessen that, I would really appreciate it. <laughs> because the other thing that's happening as well is your father-in-law is sick. Now that's not your father. No. Right? However. So that's not going to you know, it's probably not going to carry as much weight as it would in No, in your I, job. I I agree, yeah. But it's still part there of is your an family. expectation on you in that situation that you have to give extra time to support your partner. It's less it's support for you. It's quite difficult. It, and it's stressful when all that's happening. And then you're putting extra guilt on yourself because you've lost weight and now you feel yourself going back up. And that's that shame spiral we all go on. Believe me, I've been on that road many times. But if you're spending all that time at a desk. Yeah. What's like, the chance? What other way is what what other way is it gonna be? You're not getting out you're not getting out there to feel the you know, the endorphins that you were getting when you were um, yeah, but there's only one way this is going to end, right? If nothing, if nothing changes here, you're going to fall down dead, Cathy. No, no, and no. you know what the sad part about this is? <laughs> the sad reality of this is, if you fall down dead in work, and this is true for any job, if you fall down dead, what happens? There'll be a day where they'll be like, "Oh, isn't it very sad? Garrod's dead." And then they'll come in the next day and they'll go, "Okay, now we need to divide up his work. Who's doing this? Who's doing this?" And, and everything just continues. Yeah, but we act like as if, you know, they can't continue without Oh, them. how could they possibly? I know. I think what you need to do is you need to start informing people how much you're doing. More importantly, you need to start looking after yourself. Exactly. Shelve the weight thing and say one thing at a time. You're within your rights to say, I'm doing more than my job here. What are you going to do about it? You made a point there about... You know, about not getting, you know, shelved the weight thing. Yeah. But the other thing is, right, is if you want to go for a 10 mile walk every day. You should do it. You should have the time to do it. Yeah, you and should. And everybody that has a job and has a personal life and even has mm. stuff going on in their personal life should have time to do that. Whether you use that time to do a 10 mile walk or to sit, sit in the bath and have a glass of wine and a bar of chocolate. It's nobody's business. That is nobody's business but yours. So, but the fact of the matter is that you're not getting the time. You should to look, look at your contract. You shouldn't have to do two or three people's jobs, even if Absolutely you can. Not. Even if you can, do the job in front of you. 
deal with one thing at a time and shelve the weight thing. Actually, it will sort itself once you get rid of the stress. And don't like, don't be, don't think you have to be reasonable about all of this. No. See, this is the thing that annoys me. It's perfectly, it's perfectly acceptable to go up to somebody in work and go, what the feck? What the hell is going on? Yeah. Like you've just dumped something else on me. Like when, when am I getting this done? You and, know. and the thing about it is, she says she feels like a, she's losing her grip. She actually isn't losing her grip. No, you're very aware. And, I, and that's really impressive, Kathy. I think actually even in writing this letter, you what you've done is you've established your grip. Yeah. A little bit. Because you know what the problems are. You're being overworked in work. Mm-hmm. And because you're being overworked in work, you don't have time to deal with the problem in your relationship, to help your partner and to... You know, to to do the bit of um, fitness stuff that she was doing. Yeah, and and actually, the fitness stuff is not just about weight. It's about self esteem. It's about confidence. It's also about mental. It's about headspace. It is. It's just it's, like I've, I'm doing this one thing for myself after a day to, of stress. Because everything you talk about is for other people. Yes. Not for you. You know, so you need to be doing stuff for yourself, Kathy. I strongly urge you to figure that out because I think you I think you will do it, and I'm. I'm I'm feeling very confident for Kathy. I feel like there's going to be like a <laughs> we'll hear about a fire in the financial district <laughs> in Dublin. <laughs> well done, Kathy. Come on, Kathy, now bring it listening. on. Bring it on. Neve, we have another problem. Yes, we do. Hello. I'm in a panic. You have to help me. So I got married to my husband 3 years ago. He has two sisters. Two of them are fine. And we see each other regularly. But there's another psycho. Okay, so there must be three sisters or else there's two sisters and then one of them is fine. Okay? Okay. Either way, there's an absolute <laughs> looper in the It's the of psycho it. we're going to discuss. I'm nearly sure. It's <laughs> yeah. not going to be the ones who are fine anyway. So, but there is another psycho who lives in Australia. Uh, she always seemed fine, but she seemed a bit annoyed that we were getting married because she wasn't coming home for it. Like she actually thought we should be waiting until she planned a visit. It was our wedding and she got plenty of notice. She could have planned a trip if she wanted, but she didn't. Anyway, in a weak moment, I agreed we would go out to visit them for our first Christmas as a married couple. I don't know what I was thinking, but I just thought Australia sounds good. Bit of a summer in December. How bad can it be? Well, as it happens, it was very bad. (laughs) (laughs) She was an absolute cow to us the whole time we were there. The first night she had to go, uh, sorry, the first night she had to go about missing the wedding. Then she and her husband argued for literally the whole time we were there. On Christmas Day, they didn't lift a finger. We ended up going to a hotel to have an awful Christmas dinner and paid nearly 200 euro each for it. Oh, Jesus. It was so weird. And we were there for nearly three weeks. Never again. So I haven't spoken to her since. There's a shocker. Uh, But my husband has just been talking to her and she's dropped that she is coming home this Christmas and assumes that she will be staying with us. <laughs> she, Did she indeed. <laughs> she is in our hoop. I love that. She is in our hoop. Luckily, me and the husband are on the same page about that, but he doesn't want to tell her. What do I do? Groat, I think you're going to need to come round for some your tough love. By the way, I saw you in Vicar Street. Absolutely gas. It was so much fun. I'm going to book again for September. Love you too, Neve. Uh, thanks. Uh, looking forward to the advice and thanks for the laughs. Anon. She is on our hoop. <laughs> this is class. 
Come on, it's glass. This is awful. Mm, it's actually not untypical. But it's just like, no. I know. Do you know what? Do you know what the sad part of it is? In the limited information she's given us, which when you read through it, it's quite limited. Yeah. Yet you can paint a picture, a 3D picture of that horrible yoke out in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> the anyway. thing that I don't like most about this okay. is that she somehow kept her powder dry long enough to get you out to Australia for this for Christmas. And I can understand that it seemed like a nice thing. It was like, oh, well, I'm missing your wedding, so come out to us for Christmas. Yeah. And you kind of then got hoodwinked yeah. into going out to Australia to have her throw a rattler out of the pram. I know, it, it seems it seems very petty. I'm not going to lie, but, so that, but if you're that petty, that's what's going to happen. And now she wants to screw up another Christmas. I know, I know. It's just so wrong. Like, not a chance. So wrong. This do you know what this is? This is someone that doesn't understand consequences. It's simple. It, like she, like mm. she ruined your first Christmas together, mm. and now she thinks, "Well, yeah, I'm just, that's all. We had a great time. Let's do it all again." <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. And I think that you need to be firm. Like first of all, because this can happen. This can happen because what <laughs> what your husband could be saying right now, even as I speak, you could be saying, oh, look, that's just her. You have to understand. She's oh, a bit of a, my God. It's like, no, 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 no. I don't need to understand. I married you, not that. Exactly. Hot mess. And if that <laughs> thinks she's coming and sulking in our spare bedroom for three weeks at Christmas, she's another thing coming. She can stay in a hotel. And I, you know, I don't even think you owe her an explanation. No. I think it's just, I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry that's not going to work for us. Yeah, but the I think the big issue here is, right, <laughs> they're on the same page, but he ain't the one telling her. So he wants her to be the bad guy here. Well, be the bad guy. She's out in Australia, you're only going to have to have a conversa- one conversation with her a year. I'm going to tell you that's going to come between you and your husband if he doesn't step up. Yes. It is really important that he understands who the core family is because... I'm not saying that you shouldn't love your extended family because I absolutely adore my extended family as they know. But I'm going to tell you that when you create a family of your own, that that's your core family. And the thing is, if he chooses to let you take that on the chin over that your that's family. That's not fair. That's not fair. You can blame it on me if I'm never going to see them again. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> but there's something else going on here. Yeah. And oh. I, there's, there's no mention of parents. Yeah. There's no mention of parents, right? But So obviously it's not an option to stay with them. Okay? But also there's two other sisters there. Or, or at least are, one other. That are, or, or, yeah, at, <laughs> at least, least one, one other. other. That have clearly just Hello. stepped away from the grenade. Yeah. So they haven't done that for no reason. No. If you do this, if you haven't put up with all the crap last year, mm-hmm. if you say, yeah, come on over and ruin another one, you need to accept that you are going to be the patsies Forever. Maybe if they're coming home for a couple of weeks, they can move them around a bit. You know, whatever. The thing is, these people are coming home. They're still family, right? That's tough. Yeah. But the you, your husband has to be very clear. Yeah. She like whatever you do, and, and she won't it take be it. shared the burden, and it's a big burden mm-hmm. by the sound of it. Needs to be shared among you equally. Yeah. And what I would say, and maybe, maybe it's that you just. I mean, that's a lot of money, but. Maybe it's you all club in and like put her up somewhere. And make her put put in for it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think what you don't want to do is establish 
three weeks of your life dead. Yeah, well, establish two patterns here. One, that every time she comes home, she's going to stay with you. Which, look, I get it. If your family that's left behind, that's the way it works. When people come home, they, they have to stay somewhere. But it shouldn't always be you. And also, secondly, and I think this is the most important one, is that she can behave whatever the way, whatever way she wants, and it's all just accepted. Like, if she screwed up your Christmas last year, if she was horrible to be around, there's a consequence to that. Yeah. If you went home feeling, well, that was a waste of three weeks of my life, you ruined my first Christmas with my husband, she, should, she shouldn't be in a position to... Did you ever have a conversation with her about it? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that's worth doing. And I, de- I definitely And more importantly, you shouldn't be the one having that conversation. It should be the brother. Your, and your husband, he should be saying things like, eh... Uh, do you remember what happened last Christmas? Yeah. Why? Were you there? Why would I expect my wife to go through to that? put up with all this again? Yeah. Like I think that that they're very fair comments to make. Now, if also, if it's come works, to this stage, if it's come to this stage, she's been like that for a long time. Oh, this is not her first rodeo. No, exactly. So, in other words, the brother and sister already know that. So now they're looking for somebody to just deflect it. I would say, right, the one thing, and I've done this before. Get a snake. No, I don't mean a real snake. What are you talking about? I mean, get yourself a theoretical snake. I've done this. When my next door neighbor's apartment was being sold, if... (laughs) I'm not proud of this. I'm not proud of this. I can't believe you did this. But if there were people... That you didn't fancy. That we didn't fancy. Did you bring a snake out? No. You told them we had a snake. We would have the door open because we always have the door open to see who's looking Hissing. and Surely if they boots alone. <laughs> a bit rough around the edges or if they seem like there could be trouble here you know or if they'd kids <laughs> what we would say is did you feed the snake and you could you'd see it in their eyes you see them looking a little bit shocked the first time that happened mm-hmm. uh, I was like oh god please don't tell me I'm going to be living next to these people and my partner just happened to shout, did you feed Boots? And while looking at them, I said, she's your snake, you feed her. Just happened just like that. And I went, oh my God, this works. Because you could see it in their face, they were like, not a hope. <laughs> you know, you're very... Theoretical snake. You're like an onion. You're very layered. <laughs> I'm a very complicated There's human being. layers to you. Very complicated. Layers to you. But, but layered... But also, <laughs> it's like past the parcel, Neve, <laughs> And it's like past the parcel for this pathetic generation where there's a prize in every wrapping. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, thank you. You're I'm welcome, so Niamh. excited about it. <laughs> so just tell me you've got a great big bowl constrictor in the house. Oh, my God. So direct it at the person who deserves it. First of all, your husband. Yes. And, and second of all, the want of a want of a psycho coming over. Don't be having that. Exactly. Now, the other thing, right? Now, the other thing. Oh, what's the other thing? Which I think we have to address, even though it's not my favourite point in okay. all of this. Okay. Maybe did you not give her enough time to get money together to come home for her brother's wedding? It's possible. Right? It's, it's possible it happens. I'm not saying yet. I'm not saying that that should be a consideration. Right? Sometimes people act up if they feel guilty about something. You know, so in other words, if she felt bad about not being able to get home, 
the you know she she gets all the that's just the way she goes gets on yeah but you know what but you know what we're, we're giving her a lot here we are, we're giving her a lot of credit I mean that's what like to be honest with you it's because I always like to have I always like to have two sides of the story but realistically there is no two sides of the story like it's one it's one conversation where yeah. you kind of go I was raging I was raging I'd yeah. love to have been there yeah but I understand you clearly wants to get married quickly yeah or you know it's a conversation at that that's a bit eggy. And then you leave it and you enjoy your three weeks. In yeah, I know. It's it, not somebody acting like an absolute looper. Well, it doesn't sound good, but it, it also might be that's the way they spend their Christmases. They don't realise that you don't spend your Christmas like that. Maybe that's not how they spend their Christmases. Maybe they felt that what they were going to give you wasn't good enough. You know, me, if I was going down to Australia, I'd be expecting to have a barbecue on the beach for Christmas Day because that's a thing. I mean, yeah, we didn't even address that. Yeah. The idea of you, like, going down to Australia and then you're just... You did a good thing. You went to see them. And then you're just turfed up to a carvery. But maybe they just don't know how to do all that because nobody ever visits them. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. You moved to Australia. If, nobody's dropping in. I'll be honest. If nothing else, you have been the canary for the rest of your family. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And um, We hope it goes well. We want to follow up. Oh, yeah. Because... The, I would imagine with the energy that's behind what you've written that this is something you're keen to get resolved in the oh, next yeah. couple of weeks. And you're being very proactive because, you know, this is only beginning of April. I know. <laughs> We're talking about next Christmas. See, and that's the thing I don't like as well because she's kind of going, I'm locking this in early. Yeah. And then, and that's that's another, I think that's another. It's very passive aggressive. It's from, yeah, it's from the playbook of somebody who's an absolute weapon. Actually, it's, it's not like, even I'm passive. I'm locking this early and, and then I'll behave whatever way I want for the rest of the year. And it's like, oh yeah, but you've said it. You've said it already. I'm saying yeah, you. I'm not. It's not even passive. It's just aggressive. Yeah, it is. There's nothing <laughs> passive about it. Well done. Well, um, we're behind you 100%. So if you need some help, just, you know, oh, listen. Ring, ring the road. Listen, send us the Zoom link. We'd love to be in on this. <laughs> Do you think we've helped? I think we need, of course. I can even answer gmail.com if you want to get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. We want your suggestions. We want your stories, your problems. Your throat lozenges. (laughs) (laughs) I will most certainly be here next time. (laughs) Neve may have passed away quietly, (laughs) surrounded by well-wishers. Yeah, that might happen. That might happen. We'll chat to you then. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.